0: Welcome to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Wood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you are into it, we are into it. Call now, 994-1017. That's 994-1017 to get into all the action
1: now. Here is your host, David Swope. Good morning. It's Saturday morning. That means it's time for the New Mexico Motorsports Report. I'm your host, David Swope, and we'll be talking about automotive and related motorsports activities around the state and on the national scene. Whether it has two wheels or four asphalt or dirt track racing off road or park and shine, we'll be talking about it. This is New Mexico's only show devoted to motorsports related activities with a full hour here on ESPN Radio one oh one seven the team. And got a full house uh this morning. So uh want to thank uh, Spencer for coming in, um, especially, I mean, you had a pretty wild weekend uh, last weekend. Um, RJ's going to jump into the uh, Lot Tiger event calendar, and uh, Dan, thanks for cutting all the audio that we're going to be um, using today. Uh, Got to start off with you, Dan, though. Um, big, big game. We're going to talk about rivalries here uh, a little later in the show, but... Nothing's bigger than that uh, Tennessee win over Alabama. You were talking about how th- last week that there was a chance that they were going to get it. I mean, how big is that for the Tennessee fans?
2: Oh, it's huge. It's one of the oldest rivalries in college football. Tennessee hadn't won in 16 years. I, a lifelong Tennessee fan, hadn't consciously watched them beat Alabama <laughs> ever. And so it, it felt good. I was in tears all Saturday night.
1: Well that's uh that, that that was an amazing win. Um uh, I I watched about half of it um uh, on the plane and so I did I didn't know until you know I googled uh Googled later to to find out um who won. But we are gonna talk a little bit about uh rivalries uh later in the show. Um of course we're gonna get into uh the NASCAR suspension of Bubba Wallace also. So you wanna definitely stay tuned for that. Uh but but to get started I wanna start by uh jumping Spencer on um I finally um <laughs> I just got a text from Steve Haydu he doesn't like this when we talk about anything uh but cars we're going to get to it Steve um but anyway um on your way out there uh you see the transporter off and um I finally found it on the Xfinity race uh 11 laps to go in second in uh segment 2 um is where it actually made it on the telecast I mean what's what's that like to uh, uh to actually uh see your uh, your tweet um and your video uh on on the national broadcast
3: yeah well i really wasn't expecting the breaking news on the drive there right especially because we're going there on a wednesday evening right uh we we just came out of a meeting for the spooktacular car show that we're going to talk about here in the last segment so stay tuned for that but yeah right out of flagstaff we see uh what I thought was construction, a lot of backup. Of course, me and Jason in the truck, we're trying to get to Las Vegas. We're frustrated, sitting in traffic. What's going on? We roll up to it, and we see a, a tractor-trailer off to the side of the road, and we're like, oh, man, what Swift truck plugged it, right? <laughs> and uh, w- we get a little bit closer, and we're like, oh, it's Riley Herbst. Yeah. Yeah, Riley Herbst truck and trailer, uh Hit a guardrail and went off the side of the road, about flipped the rig to very mm-hmm. scary situation that we talked about last week and over the phone. Um, we got up closer to it. I did take a video and post it to Twitter. I ended up breaking that news on NASCAR Twitter, which was uh, really interesting because yeah. I believe that's the first story that we've broke, uh, at least that's gone major like that. So mm-hmm. uh, that was kind of cool. Started getting a lot of headwind, and uh, now it's been seen by half a million people. So uh really really cool. Thank you to NBC of course for using it on the broadcast. That was really cool to see as well. Um but yeah, I'm just happy to hear that both the hauler driver's were okay. Uh Gary, the one that was driving at the time, he was taken to the hospital, released the next day. Uh but they were able to get that tractor uh repaired I guess at the moment right now somewhere in Flagstaff. The trailer made it to Phoenix or Las Vegas, excuse me. Uh and they were able to get Rally Herp's cars unloaded and make the race just fine with the help of a friend that I guess lived out there. But, uh, yeah, kind of a crazy situation for Stuart Haas. Not the best weekend for Tony Stewart.
1: He was already pretty upset. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so let's, let's also talk about, you're out there for ARCA, um, and you got an opportunity to, uh, to crew on an ARCA car, which, um, is basically a stepping stone, uh, to trucks or, um, Xfinity. Uh, talk about that atmosphere. I mean, how, how does that compare to, I mean, you, you stayed through Sunday, uh, got yourself on the, uh, NASCAR Instagram, um, as well for, uh, for partying in the stands, right? Uh, won't necessarily go into that, but talk about, I mean, the, the, the mood around ARCA in a contrast to they, they want to be racing on Sunday.
3: Yeah. I mean, like you said, big stepping stone there. You have a mix of, Some of the bigger teams mixed in with some, you know, Saturday night somebodies. So Mm -hmm. that part of it's really, really a neat atmosphere. Here you have literally a team that was throwing a nose on the car in the gravel parking lot on Thursday afternoon parked right next to David Gillen Racing. So the atmosphere is unmatched. I mean, you can walk pit to pit and you could talk to some big names of the sport, Taylor Gray taking the win on that Friday evening over there at the bull Ring. Uh Of course, moving along, y- you get a mix of everybody. I mean, Tyler Reif, he was making his career debut with his brother Tanner Reif. Uh, they both had a pretty successful night going until Tyler, unfortunately, got into the fence. The team I was working with, Nascimento Motorsports, they have a young driver named Sean Hingarani, uh, and he's been tearing it up. But he's only been racing a little over a year. He's already in ARCA. So, really neat opportunity, glad that we were able to do that uh, and get kind of acquainted to that, and hopefully it turns into some more, because it's fun being in that atmosphere. I've always said that the Arkham Menard series has been just a cool series. I mean, they do a little bit of everything, whether it's short track, road course, a little bit of dirt on the national side, and then, of course, they race some big NASCAR tracks too, including Talladega and Daytona. Uh, very rare to have a series like that. Yeah. Well, I
1: think what's neat is uh, your Saturday um, winner was uh, was Barry, Josh Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think about, I mean, just a couple of years ago, um, I think he was running, what, Super Modifieds, um, you know, for uh, for Junior's team. Um, and now look at him. He's the first to punch his ticket to the uh, the round of four uh, in, uh, or the final race in Phoenix.
3: Yeah, Barry,
1: coming from the pro late model side of things with Junior
3: Motorsports, he He's proven himself on short tracks like Hickory Motor Speedway, and he's a driver. He's a wheel man. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I expected him to win Las I, Vegas. I didn't. But he's proving himself as yeah. a driver that is really, really good there. Right. I mean, he he's won the last two races there in the Xfinity Series, now punching his ticket to Phoenix, another track that he's pretty good at, and Junior Motorsports as a whole very strong at Phoenix. Of course, Gregson winning in the spring, Justin Allaguer, what I would consider possibly the king of Phoenix. Right. Uh, do we see Junior Motorsports
1: as three of the four final drivers? That's a big possibility right now. It is a big possibility, but uh, don't count out uh, uh, AJ Allmendinger uh, just uh, lurking back there. But uh, uh, so so neat racing. Of course, we're going to talk some more about uh, what happened on Sunday here in a minute. Uh, we're going to jump on the uh, Law Tigers event calendar and talk about some uh, local racing that you can go see this weekend. Um, of course, Sunday out at uh, Albuquerque Dragway, um, you've got the uh, Yearwood Performance Streets to Strip. Um, also going to feature the New Mexico uh, Mopar Club with gates opening um, at uh, 11 p.m. It looks like that's going to be uh, Sunday tomorrow. Uh, just wanted to let you highlight some events that are coming up. Actually, they've got a um, a race uh, next Sunday on the 30th called the Great Pumpkin Race. With the Southwest Superchargers, they're going to be coming in town, and they're going to have a Halloween costume contest. So I don't know uh, if that's going to be including the drivers and the cars, or is that just for the fans? But um, and mark your calendars, November 13, um, King of the Track is coming up. But we're going to be talking some uh, some more uh, local racing um, on the other side. Uh, but if you uh, if you wanted to go check out some Two-wheel racing tomorrow. you got a Sunday fun day prep track out at uh, Moriarty MX and a DKD uh, mini track from at 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. All right, so stay tuned. On the other side, we're going to be talking a little uh, Bubba Wallace versus Kyle Larson. Doesn't sound like a fair match. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio.
4: 101.7
1: The Team.
5: Hey, race fans. This is NASCAR team owner, Coach Joe Gibbs. You're listening to David Slope on New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team.
3: Team
0: Talk. On 101.7 The Team. You ever notice when you're seeing a flock of birds, they're flying in a V, right? Why is one of those lines always longer than the other line? Do you have any idea?
3: I can't say that I I I do. You you
0: might think it would be aerodynamics or whatever. There's more birds on that one line than there is on the other line. Ah, okay, well, glad we cleared that up. Team Talk, weekdays at 4 on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Get back to your active lifestyle faster with better vision at the Juliet Eye Institute. We believe that your vision should not slow you down. Experience a premium LASIK experience only found at the Juliet Eye Institute. 355-2020-355-2020. Hi, Joe O'Neill. New Mexico Solar Group is New Mexico's premier solar service for residential and commercial buildings. Employee-owned and local to New Mexico, they design, install, and offer 25-year guarantees. Visit nmsolargroup.com for your free solar consultation. Duke City Ready Mix is experiencing major growth this year, and we would love for you to join our team. We are a group of local, hardworking men and women that love to serve New Mexico with quality service and community. Duke City Ready Mix provides a thriving work environment that is dedicated to growing you as an individual and advancing your professional career. Healthy pay, benefit packages, and paid vacations are just some of the reasons to join the Duke City Ready Mix family. Please visit DukeCityReadyMix.com to apply. Doug, what are you eating? It smells amazing.
1: Green chili stew. It
3: is fall, after all. Yeah, you know what fall means. Yes, the smell of red chili and green
0: chilies roasting. It's the most New Mexico time of the year. And it's the annual red or green sales event at our favorite store, American Home Furniture Outlet and Clearance Center.
3: Right, and even more with the savings that happen during the red and green savings event.
0: You mean like the comfy Nerviana Wall Saver Recliner? Your choice, brown or gray. Buy one, get one. Two recliners for $6.99 while supplies last.
5: Exactly.
0: I need to get down there and look. Huge savings store-wide. I mean, American Home Furniture Outlet and Clearance Center guarantees you'll pay less. Plus, take advantage of the special 60-month financing. And right now, you can save an extra 10% on the lowest marked price on all clearance and as-is furniture in the back docks. Such great deals on already great prices. All at American Home Furniture Outlet and Clearance Center I-25 in Comanche. Right in the middle of town. I scream, you scream, we all scream for... The Mummy's Mustang Giveaway at Santa Ana Star Casino Hotel. Well, yeah, that too. The star is revving up to give away a sporty Ford Mustang. Perfect for screeching tires and shape-shifting into top gear. Tell me all about it. Five hallow winners will be summoned on Saturday, October 29th to see who wins cash and who will possess the Mustang keys. Let's wrap this up and go. The Mummy's Mustang Giveaway at Santa Ana Star Casino Hotel. New Mexico's best
1: bet.
6: Hey Albuquerque, this is Bubba Wallace. You're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team.
0: The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Yearwood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David.
1: All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Um, and those of you that uh, don't follow NASCAR on a regular basis, it's probably still heard about the news uh, with uh, the incident between Kyle Larson and Bubba Wallace. Uh, it made all the national news, um, saw it, um, even on the morning shows uh, following that, especially after his suspension came down. But those of you that actually haven't heard the call, uh, we're going to go ahead and play that.
3: Then it's
0: Logano, Blaney, and Larson. Lap and three. Big battle off of turn four here. The oh, and he into the wall goes Bubba Wallace, oh. and he comes back across the track, tags the five. They're both it in, it in the wall. The, the caution comes down, out. It's it it the twenty-car and Christopher Bell. Christopher Bell hard up. into the
6: outside wall.
0: A playoff driver involved in this. That hard racing by the five and the forty-five. Now has caught up the 20 of Christopher Bell.
1: Well, if that wasn't intentional, I
4: don't
6: know what it was. You okay?
0: Bubba Wallace out of the car. The AMR safety crew to him as he is walking down the racetrack. Let's take a
6: look at what happened.
5: So down the back straightaway, the four and the 45 are side by side. Larson's going to go to the bottom here into turn three. Harvick backs out. The five sliding up the racetrack, sliding up the racetrack. Bubba just feels like the five didn't give him much room. As much room as he would have liked to come off of that corner. Now they're chasing him up the track here. Yeah, Larson's got him in a bad spot right there and gets him in the wall. Then they go down the front straightaway, and it just looks like to me Bubba hangs
3: a left to retaliate. And I got a problem with that. You're going as fast as they're going, and you hang a guy in the right rear a quarter pound. That is expensive. Exceptionally dangerous. That's racing right there, Larson's fault stay for sure. Stay up, stay
0: up, up stay up Stay middle, stay
5: middle. Takes out Christopher Bell. That's an exceptionally dangerous move. The shot the five takes to the driver's door on the front straightaway is vicious. I mean it's a it's a hit. Yeah, I just I just can't I, I just can't. That's not right. I mean Kyle Larson clearly messed up and got Bubba in the wall.
3: That's on Larson, but a retaliation in the right rear quarter panel on a mile-and-a-half racetrack, that is exceptionally dangerous.
1: There's so much to break down there, and, and we're going to get some comments from the two drivers here in just a second. But uh, um, <clears throat> having been um, both on the driver's side and the promoter side, um, it's, it's tough to, to make those calls calling an intent. Uh, but when you have, uh, you know, two former drivers and a crew chief in the booth um they 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 know they know what's going on. Uh, but let's first uh let's first hear from um Kyle Larson.
3: Uh, I made an aggressive move in the 3 and chased it up a bit. I um, was trying to leave the room, um, but ultimately ran him out of room and uh got him in the wall and, and he retaliated. So, um you know a little bit frustrated with myself just trying to um be aggressive today. I feel like I haven't been very aggressive um, lately, so just uh, trying to race aggressively, like
0: like others who run up front do, and um, just just best up there. And, and, uh,
5: and yeah, you retaliate. So in a in a car days,
1: but uh, you, know, you risk that when you make a aggressive um Being a uh, sprint car driver um and you know aggressive moves with the changing surface and so many things that are going on um it's interesting because it, uh, i thought you know Kyle they're saying that he hadn't been as aggressive lately um and and i wonder if some of that has to do with this new car too trying to get that under it but um racing is aggressive period um and and sometimes you know especially it's, i think sprint car racing and all the slide jobs and stuff um i mean that contact is is almost inevitable um at some point but what are your thoughts on on just the um uh, you know the the um I got too aggressive mm-hmm. um and kind of lost the car and um what what are your thoughts on that i just
3: it, it's really difficult for me to break this situation down because to do it you really have to have been in a race car before i feel mm-hmm. or at least been around racing for a very, very long time to understand exactly what happened. Um, Larson, first of all, very surprised by the way that he handled everything here mm-hmm. because he, he acted like a champion, really. Yep. Uh, at the end of the day, what I believe happened here is we saw Larson make a rare mistake. Mm-hmm. That is one of the best drivers in the world, no doubt. And we don't see him make very many mistakes. He, he made a mistake. He sent it in in a spot that probably didn't need to be sent in that early in the race. Um, But let let me make this clear. And you just saw the replay on our Facebook Live, too. Mm -hmm. No contact was made before Bubba hit the wall. Mm -hmm. And even when Bubba hit the wall, does that end his day? I don't know. Right. With these new bodies, if a toe link wasn't bent, if if something suspension-wise wasn't broken underneath the car, and it's hard to tell if it was or not. Of course, we heard Bubba say that the steering was broke, but I saw that thing go straight, and then uh, he he was able to turn left pretty good yeah. in my mind. So I, I don't know that ends Bubba Wallace's day, um, but what I saw after Bubba hit the wall makes me just sick to my stomach because there, there's no place for anybody to get right-hooked Mm-hmm. Head on into a wall at 180 miles an hour at Las Vegas
1: Motor Speedway. So let's let's play uh, uh, Bubba's comments.
6: Clint's smart enough to know how easy these cars break. So when you get shoved into the fence, like deliberately like he did, trying to force me to lift, the steering was gone. So just so happened to be there. Um, hate it. Hate it for our team. Um, fast, super fast car. Had no short run speed, as you were seeing. We were kind of falling there. Larson wanted to make a three-wide dive bomb. Never cleared me. And uh, I don't lift, so I know I'm kind of new to running up front, but I don't lift. So I wasn't even in a spot to lift, and he never lifted either, and now we're junk. So just a piss-poor move on his execution.
0: When situations like this happen, Bubba, at this speed, is retaliation
6: an acceptable thing? Stop fishing. Stop fishing.
3: I'm not fishing. I'm just asking you. Let's also talk about the message you wanted to send to Kyle by going up to him
1: after the incident.
6: He knows. He knows that what he did was wrong. Uh, He wanted to question what I was doing. He never cleared me, so um, just hate it for our team. Our McDonald's Toyota Camry was super solid. Just needed to find a little bit on the short run, get the balance where we needed it, and it would have been just like Kansas, but now that Carson.
3: There's always unintended consequences when something like this happens. Christopher Bell was a part of that, clearly a Toyota teammate and a playoff driver. Your reaction to that? Sports.
1: Well, it is sports. sports. It is sports, but... uh, at the same time, uh, two wrongs don't make a right, absolutely, or a left in this case. Um, but uh, absolutely uh, uh, amazing um, that that somebody, and I, I think Bubba set the stage a little bit and said, I'm not used to running up front, right? One, he said, well, they're not used to me running up front, and so I'm, I, I, and I don't lift. Well, let's see. Uh, uh, Joey Logano doesn't lift. Cal Bush doesn't lift. Um, You know, there's a whole host of people. Brad Kozlowski has has said on numerous occasions, I don't lift. Um, I don't know if it's just the desperation, if you will, and um, I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but the desperation on Bubba's part that likewise, he doesn't understand that there's a give and take to the race. um, Or, you know, maybe he's so used to the old car, right, that he thought that accident was going to be undrivable, you know, instead of realizing, like you said, that the car probably could go on. But a champion realizes that there may still be an opportunity. They don't lay all their cards out um, and, just, and just act like that. And then on top of it, to go and, and shove a guy clearly uh, smaller than you, shove him so hard that you fall down to a knee after crossing the track and all the other things. Because that's one of the things that happens um, as, as, a, as a race promoter, as a, you know, a track promoter, um, as a general manager, that I hate to see. And I see all the time at short tracks. Which is all of a sudden the family or something running across, you know, and you're and you're trying to you're trying to focus on you know people that could potentially be hurt, and all of a sudden you've got like other issues going on. Um, you mentioned about how you know it, it made you sick to see the hook. Uh, how do you feel about all the other rules uh, that were broken? That eventually none of those had anything to do with the run one race suspension, unlike you know hooking him and sending him into the wall.
3: Yeah, and just by circumstance, I happen to see this live at the track, so the atmosphere was a lot different from what we saw on TV. The TV's able to zoom in and right. and in a lot of ways slow everything down. That was a hard hit. Mm-hmm. That, that Being there live, you could hear that hit, and it would have been even harder if Christopher Bell wasn't there. Of course, it, it, it's terrible that it ended Christopher's day, but if you look at the trajectory that he was going towards that wall, what's the worst hit that has now concussed two major drivers in the sport and potentially ended the career of one, it's that hit backing it into the fence with this car. And that's exactly how Kyle Larson was about to hit this wall. Is that is that the message that we're sending out there, that it's okay to, to hurt drivers because you, they don't give you room? It's not. Mm-hmm. That, that's not the answer. And... I'm glad NASCAR is able to do something about this to put a message out there that that's not okay, but I'm not sure that one race suspension, no points, no money, does that send the message? And, and maybe the listeners would like to cue in on this too. I mean, I I don't know that that sends a message to the sport that they're not going to take this. I I don't know. I, I it's it's something that really is frustrating me. Because I've been in that situation at a much smaller rate of speed. Uh, of course, Sprint car versus NASCAR, very different. Open wheel versus fender. I mean, a lot of different circumstances there. But a driver is a driver. I don't care if you're racing a hobby stock or the NASCAR Cup Series. If you get taken out and you get right hooked in the wall, it's game on. I, I, I don't see any place for that anywhere.
1: Well, and, and we're going to talk in the next segment about a fan bases um and uh, nothing is more interesting than the difference between sitting in the grandstand um and listening to a broadcast um and, the, and when you have your heart and soul in a driver you know because they're your kid or they're a family member um and how objectivity goes out the window on that and i know you know firsthand how that happens and transitions into off the track and everything. All right, on the other side, we're actually gonna um, hear from Joey Logano. We had uh one of our reporters, uh Jonathan Field, was at the track and was able to catch up with him uh post race. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports report here on ESPN radio. One oh one seven, the team.
5: Hey Albuquerque, this is Joey Logano, driver of number 22 Shelpenzo Ford, and you're listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio, Albuquerque
3: 1017 Hey Albuquerque, this is AJ Allmendinger, driver of the number 16 Chevy Camaro for College Racing. You are listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report with David Swope on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team.
0: The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at nmmotorsportsreport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report presented by Your Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David.
1: All right, welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Uh, last Sunday, he had Joey Logano uh, punch his ticket to the uh, the final race of the season. To be one of the four competing in the championship, uh, Jonathan Field uh, with the the uh, team here uh, was able to catch up. Uh, let's play the audio on his question.
3: Jonathan Field, the racing experts, he has been radio Albuquerque. Uh, to your point about your character, uh, in eighteen twenty, this year, you locked him with a win in the first race of the round of eight. Uh, just through your development as a driver, what do you think has made you such a clutch driver in these situations?
5: Um, I, I, I don't think it's just a clutch driver. It's a clutch team. Everybody uh, raises their game. And that's, that's what the playoffs are. I love the playoffs, right? It's just the attitude that we bring to the table as a team is that you love this part of the year because you have the opportunity to just do something great and ultimately win the goal that, that, that you set back in February is to win the championship. And you have this opportunity when you, the playoffs start, and you have ten weeks. I mean, this is what it's all about. And I can't help but get excited and love the opportunity for to do something great like we did today, right? To have the moment to to do something big and really uh, change the outcome of your season, possibly. Um, so there's there's no better feeling than that. And I guess I'm always in constant search for that feeling. It, it, I get excited when I win or we win because we try so hard, and everybody does. Everybody's so good. Um, and when there's this much on the line, there's nothing like a playoff victory yeah, all the way through. But when you get it in the round of eight, it's the second biggest win of the year.
1: Well, and so there, there's a good example. Um, uh, Joey Logano, um, in this room, there's one person that likes him and one person that hates him. I mean, you know, so I think that's a uh, – a pretty good example and a good jumping off space, uh, totally lost in the fact that um, he punched his ticket to the final race because uh, everything became about the incidents uh, on and off of the track, including uh, involving two other drivers. Um, and uh, so, I mean, fans, um, fans are not always objective, including, I came in this morning, I knew you were going to be in, I'm, 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 you know, I'm fanboying your T-shirt, you know, so... Uh, and and of course, the Angie, you know, uh, commenting also on, hey, love the shirt, um, but but fan bases, um, I think sometimes it's, it's always the way you see things. It's always the way you interpret things. And and when it comes to Bubba, there's also the race factor that gets interpreted. Um, that I think is um, really kind of brings uh, to this story. Um, and as a, as a matter of fact, uh, you you kind of think about uh, some of the biggest fan bases. Um, you had uh, Earnhardt Jr., um, who was on the call um, on yeah. that as well. Um, respected, uh, an amazing career post post racing. I mean, his podcast is huge. He does great interviews. Um, and uh, and so, w- where did his fans go? You know, likewise, you had uh, Jeff Gordon. You know, because you had the whole Jeff Gordon versus Earnhardt Senior. Right, fan bases. You got you know the california boy and he got the you know the the old tried and true stock car guy and they end up becoming you know behind the scenes really good friends mm-hmm. they they understood the rivalry aspect you can go you know um all the way in through different levels of sports but one of the interesting things is um there was there was a question on twitter as to whose fans were more fervent um uh, the Kyle Busch fans or the Chase Elliott fans um what's your, what's your initial take on that spencer well,
3: that's a great question. That's a difficult question, but I, my initial thought would be Chase Elliott fans. Uh, I mean, Chase Elliott fans, if you're not sure whether or not it's a Chase Elliott fan, then they're probably not, because Chase Elliott fans will let you know right away <laughs> who
1: they're rooting for. Well, quite frankly, a lot of your Chase Elliott fans um, uh, don't, really, don't really understand fandom. Right? Other than, you know, oh, I, I was a Bill Elliott fan, so i I got to follow his son. Oh, I was, uh, I was an Earnhardt Jr., Jr., Jr. you know, um, endorses Chase Elliott. Uh, I was, uh, you know, a Jeff Gordon fan. For, clearly, you can tell how I feel about Chase Elliott. Um, I was a Jeff Gordon fan, so I, I guess I'm just going to follow Chase Elliott. I mean, what's up with that? Well, dang it, Dave.
3: We need the <laughs> show to last, so I need you to start being a little quieter. We're going to piss a lot of people off today. No, I, I'm with you, though. A, a lot of Chase Elliott fans uh, uh kind of funneled in from everywhere, right? right? Whether they were awesome Bill from Dawsonville fans, right. whether they were Jeff Gordon fans that kind of got handed over, uh, Dale Jr. fans that found a place, I, I mean, it, Hendrick Motorsports fans, because basically right. if you're a fan of anybody in Hendrick Motorsports, yeah. you're a fan of all four of the drivers. Right. So I, I I get that side of it, but you cannot deny the fact that they are loyal. They are oh, yeah. one of the most loyal fan bases I've ever seen right. in the world. Uh in fact there's there's this TikToker that I see every time that Chase Elliott wins. He makes a TikTok and he's a goofy kid, but I love him. And uh he, he pours Coca Cola all over himself out of celebration. Tell me one other fan base that would go do that
1: wow. every time their driver wins. That's the only one I could think of. Well, and, and of course, you know, contrast that to, um, Kyle Bush. Um, and, uh, of course, you know, Kyle Bush, it's interesting. I mean, I've had, you know, issues, of course, with, with Kyle Bush. But you know what is interesting is I've kind of come to respect it a little bit, which is kind of weird because we joke and throw him under the bus all the time. Um, you know, and the last time I interviewed him, uh, he had me, you know, so off kilter that I just asked him what his favorite, you know, uh, his favorite Mars bar was or whatever. And words my catch up <laughs> the, yeah, the thing with Kyle Bush though
3: it, is he a character off the track yes absolutely yeah D- does he say a <laughs> lot of things that pisses people off but without a doubt this is one thing you cannot deny though yeah. his on track personality his on track just the the way he carries himself Yep. Yeah is unmatched there is no driver more dedicated to winning than kyle bush if he finishes second not happy you're going to get a sound bite out of him and a lot of fans have come to love that i mean it's it's very polarizing having somebody like that in the sport that is just so dedicated to winning that anything else is not enough
1: yeah That's cool well and you know of course Talladega Nights, right? Um, I mean, a lot of your Chase Elliott fans, I think, I think are a, a, a lot like that.
6: Chip, I'm on Jack Duffel Mountain Dew.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I mean, it, it's like, you know, what, what what are you looking for? But just to circle back on the the, the Kyle Bush thing, um, you know, because I left, you know that that particular interview, kind of at first, going, "Man, this guy's such a jerk." You know, I'm I'm here just trying to do a trying to do a job. But then on the flip side, I started thinking. You know, I wasn't prepared enough, and and he makes me want to make my game better. So, I mean, I'm one of those guys who said, why are you coming down and racing in Xfinity? Why are you coming down and racing in truck? And every one of those, the people that compete with him, they all say, I want to race against that guy. I mean, the guy makes me better. The guy makes me try harder. And the next time, you know, I go to the track, and, uh, you know, I'm going to be ready for Kyle Busch. I may, not, I may not ever get, you know, up to him again because... You know, well, maybe I could, because there was nobody wanting to ask Al Bush a question. Yeah, you got a lot you of know. cold feet over there. Yeah, so, um, but he, he made me want to, want to feel better, uh, or, you know, try and do better. But likewise, you know, I mean, last week, big win, you know, I mean, for Tennessee against, you know, the big, bad Alabama, you know, I mean, that's that's a rivalry. I mean, tell us what, what kind of rivalry that is in the whole SEC, man.
2: Well, it's all about the fans, right? When we get into sports, whether it's individual sports like racing or team sports or college sports, the fans are what make it important, and those rivalries are built off of the fans. You know, teams get scrappy with each other, but it's the the Tennessee fans storming the field after the win. Yep. It's the fervent Chase Elliott fans pouring Coca-Cola all over themselves. That's all, That's what's going to grow the sport. Right. That's, no, nothing else is going to grow the sport like a, a fan getting excited about their team or their racer
1: right i think that's absolutely right um i mean rj uh you're a big fan of you know i mean pro basketball uh pro football i mean what what do you think is is the most fervent fan base let's say let's say the nba
4: i mean nba of course it's it's the dynasty stuff it's the legacies that's the biggest one of course celtics lakers being West Coast, East Coast being, you know, the best players in history pretty much. Well, I did hate sport. the Lakers. It, it, it happens <laughs> like that. But it's everyone on the same team. But I always laugh because of kind of fan base. I, I root for team sports. That's kind of like my go-to. Some people, you know, they root for individuals. I mean, right. that's all NASCAR is. I mean, it's somewhat of a team. I mean, you yeah. have some of the hand downs, but I never heard it like, of course, Bill Elliott to Chase Elliott, that makes sense to me. But I haven't heard it where it's the other racers where it's like, you know, I'm a earner fan. Okay, I guess I'm going to LA. Like, I'd never heard of like the connection like that.
1: So that was me being kind of a jerk too. So don't don't take that as fact. Oh, I mean, mind. some people do think for themselves, but I got I to think
4: racing one state. What Come is on. the
1: scariest? Yeah, what, I mean, one of the one of the toughest fan bases out there um, has got to be the Philadelphia Eagle fans. I mean, what they 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 threw batteries and snowballs at Santa Claus. They deserved it. No, I'm
4: kidding. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, no, there, there's certain fan bases. Yeah. At East Coast, it seems like it's a lot worse. But, yeah. I mean, shoot, I go to your house almost every time the Raiders and Chiefs play. I right. mean, it's it's just, it's fandom. It's, you know, it's part true. of the fun of the atmosphere. I mean, sometimes, you know, bad blood. But, I mean, shoot, you got to go last week to the new rivalry that's going to yeah. be. It's the new, uh, everyone knows Manning and Brady. Now it's going to be Mahomes and Allen. So that's, yeah. that's stuff where new rivalries create itself. And, that's the stuff you're excited to watch now, because guess what? Yeah. They're going to play. I think three of the next four years, no matter what, so it's going to be great.
1: Yeah, and I and I, I absolutely. I mean, fans, you know, make it. I mean, that's that's why people tune in and stuff. You know, is because uh, they want to see people. I mean, we can talk about uh, you know other forms of racing too. Uh, you got Verstappen, that's already won. They're racing um at coda this weekend uh fantastic track he's already won a championship mm-hmm. i mean where's the playoff atmosphere from that you know nobody's even close how many races they still got playoffs. Like, three four <laughs> playoffs that's right all right well we do have a whole lot more coming up including we got to talk about some car shows uh local car shows on the other side you've been listening to the new mexico motorsports report here on espn radio 1017 the team
0: Buggity, buggity,
5: buggity. This is Darrell Waltrip, three-time NASCAR champion, and you're listening to David Swope on the New Mexico
0: Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Hi, this is Al Unser, four-time winner of the Indy 500. You've been listening to David Sloat for the New Mexico Motorsports Report on ESPN Radio 101.7, The Team. The pit stop is over. Let's return to the New Mexico Motorsports Report on Facebook and at NMMotorsportsReport.com. Now, back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Gearwood Performance. Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate. Here is David.
1: All right. Welcome back to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Uh, A couple of things going on uh, out at uh, Roswell Dragway this weekend. Uh, you got Trucking for Tots. um, That's a heads-up semi-racing and a semi-truck show. Uh, Definitely uh, definitely worth a cruise down there to check that out. Sandia Speedway two-day event. It's actually free to the public. Uh, Miata Mayhem. Um, there's actually a big purse um, for that race, uh, so if you want to uh, head out to Sandia Speedway, um, you can check that out. Uh, uh, Vado, uh, they've got the big. Uh, what is it? The 22nd Fall Nationals is going on. Uh shout out to RC uh, Combs for uh, winning the uh, uh, the modified prelim last night. Street stock. Street stock. Sorry. Um, Kay dillard got the modified last night well there you go i mean jumping in with the with the true facts um uh and of course uh we got some car shows going on now this is a grumpy old man comment um but i think pumpkin patches are overrated oh man Oh,
0: man, look at, that, look at those
1: faces. Dave,
3: I'm literally going to a pumpkin patch right after this. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Are you going to Milan? Uh, I no. doubt it. Okay, so, so tell us. Uh, oh, hey, wait a minute. Uh, Dominic Aragon's getting um, married today. Shout-out to... Not at, yeah. Hey, yeah, at, at a church, so it's legit. <laughs> All right, so anyway, hey, congratulations, out, Dominic. That's sh- really cool. Shout-out to that. Okay, so talk about the... Uh, the village of milan's pumpkin patch show
4: yeah they fuse a pumpkin patch with the car show so that's one you might be interested in no it's at the kerns field do i get it did they
1: hide a car in there and if i find it i get to keep it
4: i wish it was something like that right. low rider bike so maybe a pedal car oh cool there's low rider bike so hey there's some little ones you might be able to find but four by fours motorcycles trucks cars it's from 10 a.m to 3 p.m in milan new mexico it seems like a good time, so hey, they're mixing up. Hey, you don't want to see a bumkin patch? Come see some cool cars. I'll be there.
1: Awesome. Well, uh, you could cruise up to, to Harris, and I, I got to tell you, um, it's it's a top hat car show. Now, <laughs> you know, in in junior high, um, I got to play a, a role in which a character had a top hat, and I'm such a geek that I wore the top hat home. I walked home. The spri- the fact that I didn't get beat up or get stolen. Um, still pretty amazing. But anyway, I digress and make it about me. RJ, talk about the uh, the old time uh, shop and ice cream parlor.
4: Yeah, so it's the Top Hat Car Show. It's a fun run that they have going on. That's also a fundraiser. It's a uh, to meet rescue animals that they have from twelve to two. But mm. the event is from ten a.m. to four p.m. So live animals are going to be cool. Live music's going to have a fun time and car competitions, as well as, of course, just a show. But all the proceeds are going to go to Melasena Rescue Foundation. So it's a cool thing to go out there. It seems like a fun time. Tejeras is not too far away, but that uh, what they have at the ice cream parlor, it's just a cool experience no matter what. So popcorn, snow cones, hot dogs, ice cream, and cars, go out there, man.
1: Oh, see? That, that beats a pumpkin patch any day. I got my <laughs> own version. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Look at that top hat. Oh my god that's terrible I'm glad if you're on Facebook live I apologize is to see if that is that a rally hat there you go that's a that's a rally hat exactly we are going to rally it's saturday let's go all right so uh cops and cops and riders uh, what's going on uh, in Bosky Farms, dude?
4: Yeah, cops and rodders. Ridders. Did rotters. I say robbers? I know. I wanted to say I was going to say robbers, but it's all good. <laughs> but cops and rodders is going to be a cool car show to have going on. It's going to be tomorrow actually. It starts at ten a.m. It's open to all cars, trucks, and motorcycles. It's going to be sponsored by the Bosque Farms Police Department. It's at 1040 Arena uh, Road, Bosque Farms, New Mexico. And all the benef- it's benefiting the New Mexico Special Olympics. So it's a great cause. It's going to have a great time. There's this, even right now on the photo that I'm posting, it's literally a hot rod against a police car and with a dog and everything. It's, I mean, come on. It's cops and rotters. It seems like a cool event uh, up in Bosque Farms. Go out and have a good time.
1: Awesome. So one th- one, I want to give a shout-out to a car show that happens every day actually every friday night every day every, every day man. every 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 week on Seems friday like night like it on the law tiger event the, calendar. yeah the the old guy you know shows up like an hour and a half early um it's tacos and rides actually over at cafe bella um some uh, some sweet cars uh show up and it's every every friday uh, um 7 to 9 so i made a mistake showing up at 5:30 so what an idiot but next Saturday, i got to show up at something like 5 a.m. Uh, for the uh, Big Hooters Halloween Spooktacular Car Show. Um, and we've got a heck of a lot of cars that are already signing up. As a matter of fact, uh, if you are on Facebook Live, you can see some of the cars that are already signed up. But, uh, Spencer, we're going to start off with the uh, the cover cars from the Tibbets. Uh, both uh, Reggie and Margaret are going to bring out uh, the Blown Bug and the Sweepy.
3: Yeah, that's going to be a fun one. Looking forward to it. The Hooters Car Show is back, ladies and gentlemen, right here in the land of enchantment. One of the favorites. I I can't think of a more fun time. I'm so pumped for this. Uh, We're going to have Trunk or Treat, 50-50 raffle. Uh, We're raising money for breast cancer awareness with Hooters Give a Hoot program. Uh, We're going to have a lot of vendors out there. We're going to have Hot Wheels racing for the kids, uh, thanks to the GTO Club for that and Napa Auto Parts. It's going to be a blast, and of course, topping that all off, one of the favorites, Steve's cruising with the oldies, going to be out there. So I, I am so pumped.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Steve can be uh, also telling everybody, inviting everybody out to the uh, the pumpkin race, the great pumpkin race, the following day out at uh, Albuquerque Dragway. Uh, but some amazing some amazing vehicles uh, that we've got coming out. Uh, you know, we've got some cool stuff like a, a, a sand rail uh coming out we've got a we've got an old jeep fifty two willys jeep that's uh that's got a machine gun uh loaded on the top i mean a lot of cool cars uh new cars a twenty twenty uh s uh, c eight uh corvette all the way back to like you know like a a sixty one Chevy Impala. so a little bit of something for everyone um we're this is really a community event though mm-hmm. um even if you you don't have a car that you want to show it's free to the public. You can come out. We're going to have, you know, all kinds of things going on. Um, and, and, of course, we've got to do it upright, I mean, because Reggie's going to be in the house. Now, I was talking to Reggie the other day. He's done 24 of those spectaculars. Wow. I mean, you know, I mean, what a, what a tribute, you know, and, and what a high bar to set. So um, I thought we'd go in a slightly different direction so I don't have to, you know, um, compare myself to him. But we kind of opened it up to all kinds of other things. Uh, including valve cover racing. I and mean, we've got, you know, how we're racing. We're also going to be running uh, valve covers. So if you got a valve cover car, you know, uh, is it a car? Or it's a valve cover? I, it, it should be a car, basically. And don't forget, you
3: don't have to, but you are highly encouraged to come in costume because we're going to have yeah. costume contests for both adults and the kids. And, of course, everyone can register and find more information on that event by going to www. Report dot com slash spectacular car show
1: we're also going to have a dog costume we dog are
3: clothes. sponsored yeah. by Clark's, Clark's Pet Emporium. looking yeah. forward to that
1: oh and you're bring you're bringing out the ride
3: yep bringing yeah. out the sprint car wing sprint car so you get to see the seductions machine <laughs> coming out there of course uh we'll be in between the New mexico motorsports report booth and yearwood performance uh giving away some cool stuff too so you might uh, want to I, check it
1: out i was gonna say i mean are you gonna have any seduction gift cards
3: we might i, I i'm not sure what i could say on the air but we might <laughs> have some cool
1: stuff <laughs> spencer
3: hill the thrill man come on
1: awesome yeah as a matter of fact uh it, we've got a lot of uh great swag from um hooters uh as well um and it sounds like they're, they're really going to blow this out as a matter of fact um they're having a cornhole
3: on thursday
1: tournament like right before so um Sounds like a lot of fun, uh, you know. Hey, if we can still get a team in, I mean, anybody good at throwing beanbags?
3: I can, I, I can
1: dabble. You can, you can will. Oh, oh, oh! Dan, Dan's, Dan's going to be the uh, the ringer for us. All we right, I have a team right there. All I bought one for him earlier.
4: Yeah, well, for the mark, birthday. go
1: ahead and mark your calendars too. A couple things coming up: uh, November first, uh, Couch Potato Car Show. That's a Tuesday night, um, and then that weekend, the fourth and fifth, um, is going to be the Twister Tribute Race down in Vado. We're going to have a lot more on that coming up. All right, there's a, another show. Thank you, Spencer, for, uh, for coming in. Uh, RJ, for everything you do. Dan, behind the glass. This is David Swope. You've been listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report here on ESPN Radio. 101.7, the team.
0: Thank you for listening to the New Mexico Motorsports Report, presented by Your Wood Performance, Albuquerque Dragway, the Unser Racing Museum, and Swope Real Estate, here on ESPN Radio 1017. The Team. Join us daily at nmmotorsportsreport.com and become part of the community. Tune in next week, where your host, David Swope, will be talking about events happening around the state and on the national scene, whether it's got two wheels or four wheels, pavement and off-road racing, or park and shine. If you're into it, we're into it.